0: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hey y'all, if you're a chatty little bitch like me and you think that you also could make a podcast and you're narcissistic and think that, you know what, I think people actually would want to hear me talk. Yeah. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. This episode is what I have promised a couple of times and unfulfilled, but we are here. It is the original fuck boy episode. And the one I tried to record last week was all about snooping. And you know what? I overshared. I could have totally made it happen and just not re-listened to it like I and just upload away. But because I walked back, I felt like I do I needed to hear the transition and I cried myself to sleep. So I couldn't do it. And you really want my best when it comes to the snooping. I think I have good perspective on it, playing all sides of the field. And we're going to talk about if we should if we shouldn't, the policies we have in our relationships about it. And I'm going to give you some really good (laughs) tips, too, for any of you dealing with a fuckboy or husband or they're just you have a pig in your life that you need to execute. I can give you some tactics. And if not, we can talk about if your husband's a douchebag and isn't letting you see his shit and how often should you if ever do it. So that will be next week. I can promise you that because I got good ass notes on it. But that's not why we're here today. No, that's not why we're here today. But first I will I'll update you on my Valentine's Day. That's where we're going to start. So that's where we're going to start this episode. Valentine's Day was yesterday, and it was a great day. I actually had a really great weekend, and I've actually had a decent amount of sex this weekend, and I tell you that because leading up to valentine's day we had had sex like the day before and the day before that and then like not the day before but the day before that which is that's a lot for us honestly in a week it was and it was because we have it's been so tense the weeks before so like please don't think that that's what i'm doing every week because because it's fucking not and i just cannot let you or anyone think some unrealistic shit like that so no this story is going to definitely show you how epically I feel I was so embarrassed and I epically failed and it hurt my ego and my feelings and I was a psycho so I am here to tell you uh but no uh it didn't it didn't end bad I mean did it end in the way I wanted it (laughs) No, but it didn't, like, we didn't get in a fight or anything like that, but the day was good. He had already given me a Valentine's Day gift. He had ordered something I wanted, and then he had gotten, like, the set instead of what I wanted. Whatever, you don't care about that. Then I woke up and there was flowers. I didn't think I was getting anything because I had opened that a couple days ago when it came before. So I was like, oh, you got me flowers and chocolate still, sweet, 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 whatever. And me, my dumb bitch ass, the card I ordered for him, I wanted to order him like a a rated X card, like a naughty card that says foul things in it. And they make those, you just have to order them. You can type in like naughty birthday cards for him on Amazon and you find them. And, you know, it dumped fucking 14 inches of snow, which I haven't yet to see that while I've lived here, but it did. I've been here five years in Washington State, and it dumped a fuck ton of snow, and my card got delayed, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, okay, you know what? I feel like a piece of shit. I know... I can just say, hey, March 14th is your Valentine's Day. Hold on, buddy. But I was like, okay, I have some really, really hot lingerie that I haven't worn for him that I can wear that's red. And I'm just going to give him a super sensual massage after our dinner date and, like, de-stress him. It'll lead into hot sex. And, like, I was just going to throw in a few little kink ideas I had for the evening that, you know, might've redeemed my lack of having anything for him for Valentine's day. So we go to dinner. We, it was all in all a great day. We go to dinner that night and we had a great time. And like when you're married, sometimes dates just become like oh, we're escaping the kids. Like, sometimes you're just, like, wanting to, like, de-stress and, like, get in a food coma and have drinks. And sometimes it's, like, we freak up until the last year. We were pretty damn good about going on a date night every week, but this date night wasn't just, like, the basic. Sometimes where we're just escaping, we, like, really had intention around it to have a good night and engage and connect, blah, blah, blah. And then we get home and he takes the babysitter home. I put my child down to sleep because it wasn't too late. And I spent 26 minutes figuring out how to get this floss over my body. And it was like, it wasn't, I had it all nicely like put somewhere so it was like okay it's not tangled the fucking thing like I, it was all attached to one piece so it's like a garter panty strap choker bro like all of it's like one bodysuit thing and it was complicated I spent I was it was embarrassing just trying to figure that out because he was like are you okay in there I'm like yeah you know <laughs> so I finally <laughs> finally get it on He lays down, and I'm using lotion rubbing him, and I'm like, the coconut oil is better. And he's like, oh, you know how I feel about oil, babe, so I have to give you some background, and that is my husband is frighteningly OCD, Uh, and I grew up with a father like this, this like military, clean, obsessive, compulsive, hyper-fixated, clean kind of stuff, or just like when they see a mess becoming out of control, or like... Uh, Having a toddler and a husband like that is very um, tense (laughs) sometimes, but anywho, so that's just a little bit about his uh, cleaning. God bless it. I I wish I was like that because our home will, uh, you know, really last in the long run, keeping it all nice and perfect and beautiful, but it doesn't come naturally to me, so we have that contrast I try. God, I try. And thank God I grew up with a father like that or, you know, we would have been fucked. So I'm rubbing him and I'm realizing that oil would be better, but I was like, it's coconut oil, babe, and, like, it's normally a solid in this glass container that we have in Hudson's room that I put on after bath, and I, like, scrape it out and then, like, as I'm rubbing it into the body, it will um, melt out, you know, and I, it's been, you know, snowing, like I said, so we have had the heater on. So I grabbed this jar of coconut oil and I didn't know the lid wasn't on it really well. I'm running back into our bedroom and I kind of trip turning the corner and you just hear like this like this blob fall onto the carpet which I think I had like zen massage music going so I was like praise be he didn't hear that. He didn't hear the on the carpet, everywhere, half the fucking jar of coconut oil, so I'm I'm flooded, we've been together long enough where I understand his reaction, and like, like, (laughs) I sound like an abuse victim of his OCD cleanliness tendencies, but no, it's my personal, it's my people-pleasing problem is what it is, and all I can think about is that I just spilled half this jar, and I'm like, playing keeping it cool man i'm keeping it fucking cool so i'm like straddling and rubbing and he's he's flirting with me i'm doing that and then i was like there's a little too much oil let me get a towel and really i'm like dude this is not hideable like i have to get a towel and cover this like let it soak up so maybe it'll start soaking it up so you can't see this big oil stain that's ruined my carpet in our bedroom all i can think about is the fucking oil okay so I go I think he was a little confused and I stomp on it he's probably like what is she stop I'm surprised he did not say like what the fuck are you doing because he is very he notices detail stuff like that so anyways long story short he turns around we start making out and within 35 seconds I'm like your dick isn't hard I you don't think I'm pretty (laughs) You you don't love me You don't want me. You don't desire me. I Forget this. We don't have to do this. It's fine. I knew this was going to happen because we've had enough sex for your quota of the week. So I'm just no longer pretty to you. And he's like, I'm sure thinking, why did I marry this psychopath? And, you know, I'm in my head like I'm picking, I, I just, I picked the fight, I guess, subconsciously. And I'm blaming that I was scared about the oil. But I'm at this point, I haven't admitted anything. I'm just like, okay, you know what? We've had a lot of sex lately. I totally get it. If you're not in the mood, let me just like rub you until you fall asleep. And he gets up. He's like, what's on the carpet? And I'm like, oh, what's on the carpet? Oh, that's all you can think about is cleaning, cleaning stuff. You want to see if there's a stain somewhere. Meanwhile, I'm in my head. I'm like, I need to run out of the room. I'm scared. He's like, oh my goodness, there's oil there's oil all over the carpet and in the bathroom there was like my footprints that are in oil he's like oh my god the carpet's ruined and I'm like I think Hudson's crying I'm gonna go check on him I go in there and I just like hide out with my kid basically and I come back he's like I just had to clean all that up I'm like well I was just really embarrassed because I felt rejected and then I sat there and hated myself for three minutes and I was like okay, I'm sorry, I knew about the oil, and I was really in my fucking head, and I'm, and I'm telling this story on my podcast, (laughs) so we did not end up making love, or fucking, or getting off on Valentine's Day, and I did, I mean, I did feel a little, um, no, I was a bitch, I was psycho, literally, like, literally kissed him for 30 seconds, and was like, you have to, Little did I know that would backfire, that he would just lay there comfortable and then I could like get to the stain, you know, he could close his eyes and sleep and then I would go get, I got it out guys, okay, I got it out. I used baking soda, vinegar, and dishwashing detergent, dishwashing detergent, yes, and I got it out, okay, but it was the demise of the end of my Valentine's Day unfortunately, so, note to self: If your heater's been on, the coconut oil might have melted. Also, speaking about speaking of being a psychopath, on Instagram I saw that my ex, the what the man I was with before my now husband, every rose has its thorn. Little... No, I wasn't gonna sing that. I was gonna sing. God bless the bro oh, God, I don't know the fucking tune of the song. God bless the bro, bro Lend Me straight to you. I'm so sorry for that. But no, I saw his a picture on people are like, what just happened? She has to write. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um I saw a picture. Oh, I saw that he was in love. So I can't share this all-long story, but I think this is his first. Let's pretend like I haven't like secretly stalked and known. Uh this is his like first relationship since me, which it's been several years. Not that I keep in touch, like we don't talk to each other. That's probably why though no, that I know that's why I was always so curious because that was the only relationship I've ever had in my life where when it ended, we never, ever, ever, ever. Spoke again, so there really wasn't a lot of closure, which um, I did later get 100%. But it, I was always curious, I'm just being completely honest. I was just curious, curious. Okay, I'm a fucking human being, let me be. And I saw this picture and I was like, oh, first Valentine I've ever seen pop up for the guy, which he had me blocked for years years yeah I wasn't um the best person to him honestly and I should share that that story because it's very exposing of me but I'm not that girl anymore but I'm just teasing you now so I'm gonna stop but it's weird you know what sometimes you have like emotion it's like it could be so long ago and then you see it and you're like "Ooh, why do I feel some type of way about this like Am I supposed to feel some type of way about this? Or is it weird that I feel some type? Does that mean something? I personally think it's totally ego or, you know, curiosity. Uh, I guess it could vary from person to person and the time length. And I mean, there's a million factors that could be at play for that. And because I think I was such a POS to him, uh was because, I guess, I don't know, such a different time in my life where I didn't love myself at all. And he was the type that would totally let me walk all over him, whereas now my husband would like never even allow that shit. And I guess I needed a kind of person who would check me or hold me accountable for my actions. And someone who I realized that It's not about the other person filling your cup. It was really, I had to go fill my cup. I had to go find why I loved myself and find my higher power and, whoa, we're getting emo here and I'm going to spend it on back. But... No, I'm genuinely happy for this ex. I feel like it kind of, yeah, it did sting my heart. Like, oh man, I mistreated him and I am so happy that that person has found love. And I have never felt like that for any ex in my life. Um, The one, (laughs) I'm gonna share all my stories about this is just how I'm segueing into the original, my first love, my very first love. I was 19 years old. I was coming back. I went to UTSA after high school, and I partied too much, and I didn't do well, and my mom uh, was a helicopter mom for sure, and she was like, come back to Houston and go to college here and show us that you're serious about making the grades we know you are capable of, and then we'll go from there. So I was like, okay, so I was going to transfer and moved back to Houston and I met who, what are we going to make his name be? Let's call him Schmevin. Okay, let's call him Schmevin. Perfect. So Jordan, why are we talking about your first love? Well, A, I thought it would be desirable content to listen to. B, it's a chance to talk shit about someone who I think's a piece of shit, probably still. Who knows? Probably, right? What are the chances? People are like, wait, you were young, you were young. Hmm, I don't know. I think he's probably a piece of shit still. I'm 90% sure he has put his dick in the greater Houston area. So I think I could have a lot of people testify to that statement. But that's the fun thing about using... Shmevena is the name, right? No one knows who I'm talking about, right? So when I was 19, at this point in time, I have no experience with boys except being a slut. Like the quick things, that we're talking, we're, you know, he's, we're fucking each other, the very light, casual. I was very into my girlfriends and partying and having no one to answer to. <clears throat> And this young man knew everything to say to me. I think some one of his first lines was like, Yeah, you, you know, you need a long leash and every now and then a man to reel you in. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. That's exactly what I need. Not to mention he was very well endowed. And he was totally my look at the time. So at the time, now when I look at that look, I think broke. I'm like broke broke that's just like the first thing that pops into my head not sorry but he was very um very hipster and then people oh everyone's like coming for me now oh the hipsters are broke no because it's the like your fashion I love you but let's remember the year okay this was I'm 31 now and it's 2021 so in when I was 19, you do the math, because remember, I'm bad at math. It was a long fucking time ago, so they were totally called, like, emo. So what now is more hipster? But I mean, no, he was pretty emo because in high school he was in one of those like screamo emo bands like screaming and they're like yeah screaming is actually an art form because if you scream wrong you'll damage your vocal cords but if you know how to scream you can do it and it's art baby and I was never really fond of that the music of screaming I mean don't get me wrong I'm a taking back Sunday brand new whore. I'd be a groupie all day long for them back then if they were to like drop out and tour with us I'd be like, see ya, which is why I'm sure none of those opportunities were ever presented to me. God protected me from them because he knew I would have just ran the fuck away. But anyways, how I met him was like ugh, through mutual friends, yeah, through mutual friends and we were at some like studio, like some recording studio near Shenandoah or something like the outer area of the woodlands where there was like a million police officers where you were always told not to drink and drive because you will go to jail especially in Shenandoah <clears throat> the cops are sorry that I just coughed into the microphone the the police is very on high alert in that area and we were just young wild kids and I would we were there and we would like smoke weed and they would go make music and record it and pretend like it was really important or something at the time which it definitely was not but for some reason I I definitely it made me wet at the time it made me super soaker I was very very into music I loved being around people making music I was into psychedelics I was I I was a weird girl can you tell anyways we me and shmevin hit it off very quick very attracted to each other fell in love like young kids do and you know what it was like for me for me what it what was it like it was like i was madly in love it was the first guy in my life that was besides my father no i was like besides my father no take that back where the fuck did that come from this was the first she's just talking now it sounded good and then we realized that it was that was not true the first this was the first guy telling me everything i ever wanted to hear this was the first guy writing songs about me i loved the way that this person loved me that it made me feel it made me feel my cup my cup was overflowing with love, like nothing. Like I was on cloud nine. It was a high, truly. And I think I would say everyone experiences that. That's, that's falling in love. That's what that is. It's falling in love. And I am so grateful. I've talked about this in other episodes. I can't imagine because of my personality what I would have mentally put myself through if I ever like... I knew going into my first love that that wasn't who I was going to marry and you obviously love can blind you or in the middle of that heat love you're like oh well maybe we are the exception And we will make it. But I always kind of knew because my parents were really realistic with me about that. Kind of like how I didn't have a serious relation in high school high school. Don't get me wrong, no one wanted to date me, that's for sure. But I definitely had like a knowing of why would I do that? Why would I waste my time pursuing something like that right now? When there's a million quadrillion way more badass things I could be pursuing, because I'm probably gonna regret the trying to be wifed up in high school one. But yeah, I knew going into this as well, being 19, that this was going to be an experience, I was told by my parents. Like, you know, you don't want to marry your first love, you'll always wonder, you know. I I guess they were cynical slash realist slash maybe a little pessimistic. But I, I would again just say realistic. So when me and this guy first started dating and he brought me home for the first time to meet his parents, they, he was like, this is Jordan. And I remember the look on his mother and father's face. And they had these big wide eyes. And they look at, like, you know when you when someone says something and you're, like, really surprised. Or you knew, or, like, something you know and you look at the other person that knows what you're thinking. And you're smiling to the other person. But you're really eye-fucking the other person. Being like, what the fuck? That's what was happening, if that made sense. And they were looking at Shmevin and he was like, yeah, my my ex-girlfriend, the last girl I dated before you, she had the same name as you. She even spelled it the same way, which was really cool. (laughs) Really cool made me feel really good you know to know that he's also screamed that name to a different bitch for years they were together for years and you know I thought they had broken up like six months before meeting me that was a lie but I thought that and you know what his first words were she's fucking crazy which now I've learned (laughs) that that is an immediate red flag like if I ever went on a date if I prior to my husband I knew that when I met a guy and if he told me his exes were crazy that that meant he made them that way there's a 98.7% chance of that and there's a 99 no no there's a 101% chance you made her crazy if y'all were dating over a year and you say that your ex is crazy or all your exes are crazy just leave don't even don't eat, just walk up get up and walk away but you have to remember that I was not this Jordan. I wasn't even, I was multiple steps behind from 19 to 31 was a lot, a lot, a lot of growth. And I was still this naive girl who was self-sufficient though. So I moved home from college that I went to in San Antonio. I moved home for three months and within three months I had gotten my own place. I had a job. I paid my own bills and I I loved it. I was happy there and I thought I had fallen in love and he, we didn't live together but he could sleep over when he wanted and He was a year older than me. He was a year older than me because I remember being, he was 21 when I was 20 and that was fun, but then it was fun until it wasn't fun because he could go out and I couldn't and he was a fuck boy. (laughs) But at this point of the story, all I know is that his ex-girlfriend has the same name as me and that we actually kind of looked alike. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say I was a less hot version of her. Truly. I'm just going to be completely honest. Uh, she, at the time, I, maybe I'm comparing myself right now, especially because she's like, I'm pretty sure she's a porn star. I'm pretty. Well, she definitely has horrific things on the internet that I've seen. So I, we can call her. We don't know what we're going to call her. But she, mm-hmm, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I guess I can. that's all I can say. The point, all we need to know out of this is that she has the same name as me. That's going to be a part of the story. Because this young man who I thought treated me so well, well, into the relationship, we went on a trip to the Virgin Islands, And I was not a good girl to him, and guess what? He was not a good boy to me. And we went on this family trip where we went with my dad's best friend and their kids, and we stayed in this like beautiful mansion on like a mountainside of the Virgin Islands. And it was (laughs) it was a trip of a lifetime. Honestly, it was badass and amazing. People were like, shut the fuck up. But their sons, these sons that came with they were quite good looking uh, There were four of them But two of them were in the age range That I could fuck around with <laughs> And so people are like Wait a second You're talking shit on the fuck boy And here you are little whorelet." But let me tell you Yes, guilty, guilty as charged But I remember what these boys were telling me I remember And I didn't do anything One kissed me and I pushed And so I wasn't a whore I just kind of exaggerated The oldest one kissed me. It was really hot. He pushed me up against uh, like a glass lighting door of my room because we all had separate rooms. We all had outside showers, and they were kind of like stacked on top of one another. So I'd be showering, and I would see him like bending his whole body outside of the shower, like could fall and like kill himself to see me showering, and I caught him a few times. I don't know. It was just endearing, the whole thing, and taboo. But I remember when he kept trying to get in my pants, him saying... Your boyfriend is back home cheating on you, I promise. And I was like, (gasps) how can you look at me and know what a gem I am and tell me that? He's like, no, no, no. Like, he's like, he's a boy. He's a fucking 19-year-old guy, I I promise you. He's like, how long have you been dating? I was like, like four months. He's like, oh, he's definitely, he's 100%. And it kind of got in my head. And so you know what I did? I went to call my boyfriend. And guess what? He didn't answer, (laughs) and he wouldn't answer my text, and it was within an hour he should have been, and he never communicated, so by the end of that day, because he had been, this guy had been, like, smoozing me, like, okay, I'm gonna, like, like, I'm gonna nail this little chica while I'm on this trip, because he is still an unmarried fuckboy. I think he's pretty successful, so I guess he's a catch in some way. It depends on what you give a shit about, but... Did that sound heartless? But no, he said that, and it and it got to me. And I was like, you know what, this motherfucker's probably right. And anyways, we like made out for a second, and then I was like, I love my boyfriend. And then I went to bed, and then that guy treated me like an asshole the uh, remainder of the trip, which was fun. I like cried about it one day on the beach. I'm like, my mom's like, it's because you rejected him, sweetie. He's butthurt. I was very, like, insecure about it. I was like, what did I do? I feel so confused. I thought he liked me. But no, it was just another fuckboy. So, like, you know, all these, like, I learned so much at this age about men. And uh, like I said in my last episode, when I started working in the hotel industry is when I really started getting cynical about men. And then it took, you know, it took... The my next couple relationships for me to view men in a redeeming light. To be completely honest, and now I'm at a point where I feel bad, and I think they're totally shamed, and I think that there are so many double fucking standards. And here she goes getting off track again. But no, this this gentleman picked me up from. So we cut. We get home from the trip, and. I'm in love, right, so fuck riding home with my family. My boyfriend is coming to pick me up from the airport so that I can slab on his knob on the drive home and just remind him how obsessed I am with him. He picks me up and he had a present for me and I was like, oh, I feel like even more shit, I'm a piece of shit man, I kissed this guy, oh fuck, I'm just, I suck, should I tell him, he had this pretty James Avery necklace for me, which back whatever fucking year that was, like 2009, I don't fucking know, I was like, oh, nice gift, and now I would have like thrown that out the window and said, go fuck yourself, and that's just me, that's just me, I'm sorry, I should, I don't want to say I'm sorry, but I felt like I should. So you're probably wondering, like, okay, so where's this story going? Did you get caught? What What happened? What? I don't really remember, but here's how I got him fucking up on me. And here's, I ended up telling him what I did. um, Because I just found out he's a piece of shit. And I was like, you know what? I did it too when I was in the Virgin Islands. But that was after, like, the nth time that he had, like, lied to me about shit. And I was like, okay, I don't even fucking care about now. I hope your feelings are hurt, motherfucker. One time I was taking him home in my convertible beetle. I had a cream convertible beetle. That was my first car. People are like, "Ooh, double fuck you. But I don't know what I was thinking. It was who I was at the time. Just let her be. I take him home, and that son of a bitch, karma, was like, let's bless Geordie Cakes, and we're going to send this motherfucker, and he's going to forget his phone in the little side uh, pocket of the door. You know, like the the door pocket. So I drop him off. He gets out, kisses me goodbye, goes inside, and I drive off, and I get down the street, and and I, like, hear, like, a vibrate out of the thing, and I'm like, oh, his phone his phone. And like I had been remember a pure sweet, her heart had never been broken. Faith in men, I believed him, I trusted him. I wanted to believe him. I loved him and he made me feel so good. Physically, emotionally, all of it. And I was like, oh, I have his phone. Should I just go drive it back or should I uh should I, like, look at it? And I texted him on my phone. I'm like, hey, I have your phone. I'm going to drive back. And he was like, okay. And I bet you he started sweating motherfucking bullets. But he probably had a little faith that this girl's naive and in love, so maybe she won't. But I fucking did. So I look in his phone. There was I don't, I don't know if there were password protected at the time. It was, like, some Nokia bullshit, okay? And I see it says her middle name. The other Jordan's middle name. And I was like, who's that? And I'm like, wait a second. I know where that, because we- it's not your everyday name. It's pretty and unique. And I was like, wait a second. I think that's the other Jordan. And I just see all these texts. But how I had left and turned back, it was a very short distance And he he was outside, and I just close it, and I give it to him, and I go, wait, come in here. He knew immediately when I said, get in my car, that he was, like, in trouble. Probably, like, how much does she know? What did she read? And I didn't really get to read anything. I just saw that it was there, and I didn't ask to go through it. I basically just said, maybe it was a BlackBerry even. I don't know. (laughs) She's still thinking of the phone model. I was like, why are you talking to her? And he's like, yeah, she just texts me sometimes, and you know, like, says crazy stuff, like she wants to kill herself and stuff, or just, like, says stuff. He was manipulating me. Bullshitting. You know, he was really talking to this. He was really wanting in her... Any pants that were available. Any pants that were available, whether it was cheating down or up, which... We all know most men cheat down, especially when it's on their girlfriend, but we were still new, but this was his ex of a long time. So I didn't know how insecure to feel, but this girl shows up the next day when I'm over at his house and he goes to the door and well, the mom goes, Schmevin's mom goes to the door first and is like, Jordan, you can't be here. Y'all are not together. And she stopped because my car was there. She saw my car. And she's like, I'm not leaving until I get to talk to him. So she was already a crazy bitch because of what Shmevin did to her. But I just saw her as being a crazy bitch because I still was a pure soul at the time. I mean, she I was not a pure soul, but I was naive to the heartbreak to men and their doggish ways. And that's when I became a fuck girl. No, we're not there yet. That's, that's another part of the story. That's a different story. That story goes years. I never go up to this girl. This would have happened in present day. You think that I wouldn't have gone and answered the door. <laughs> Because that would have been me. That would have been me at the door. But little quiet Jordan, who believed everyone and loved everyone at the time, Shmevin said, let me go talk to her for a second. And he did, and he made her leave, and she cried. And he came in and was like, I am so sorry, and you are amazing. And his mom was like, how mature of you to show your maturity. And (laughs) I definitely didn't end up showing that and play out like that but I was still new I was new I was new we had some college classes together and we were driving to school one day and I thought that she was nipped in the bud they weren't communicating I just believed the situation that she was crazy and she wasn't over and was upset that he had moved on and I see in the phone that name again, and I say, What the fuck? And she's texting you, and I was like, Let me see. And he's like, He wouldn't want, he didn't want to give it to me, and it did it again. And I grabbed the phone and I looked at what it said, and it said, So we can have sex, but you won't answer my calls. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And that is when my heart fell out of my butt and I was devastated. And he said it was all a lie. That she was saying that because she knew I was in the car. And you know what? I, I believed it for a second. I was like, okay, maybe that would make sense. This guy gas the fuck out of me. Told me I was paranoid, told me I was crazy, all those things all the time. The girl ends up messaging me, telling me, showing me screenshots, blah blah blah, like when he was there, when they fucked, that he was there while I was in the Virgin Islands, blah blah blah. That's why he got me the necklace because he felt guilty. And like ouchie, make flouchy. It hurt. It crushed my little soul. And he begged. He was like, "You're perfect. You're per- I don't know why this happened. You're perfect." He was waiting outside of my apartment door, sitting Indian style in the hallway, crying and I was a rock star because even though I was naive I was a freak a leak in the bed and I loved him and he did think I was perfect I remember him being like you were perfect to me I don't know why I messed it up and I remember after like the last the very last time I caught him cheating on me with some girl he worked with some like golf cart girl who had a boyfriend and I snapped his phone in half by the way I told him about the Virgin Islands, and he was like, oh, I believed you were perfect, though. And I'm just like, God damn, like, I'm not, you can't really penetrate a narcissist, you know? And to get away from that relationship, because it was a breakup, get back together, breakup, get back together, because I wanted to believe. I wanted it to work. I loved, I didn't think I would ever find someone who made me feel as safe or loved or blah, blah, blah. I didn't have any self-worth, any self-love. So I ran away to Nashville. I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and that was where I had a year that was the craziest fucking year of my life and a year that ultimately led to me falling flat on my face. But if none of that would have happened, I would not be the woman that I am today. This young man, Schmevin, was the guy that my dad told me. He goes, all he has to offer you is love. That's why it feels so good and he's so great at making you feel love because that is the only thing he is ever going to be able to offer you. Because my dad, which I w- is, is and was a very good judge of character as far as work ethic, that's for sure. He always had the nail on the head with that one. Because you can go and look back and see. I mean, right? The, all the fuck boys that I dated in my life, none of them are married now. None of them. Some of them have kids. None of them are married. Not. And I'm. Am I surprised? <laughs> no. And it was not like a fall on my face, get back up in roses. It was like I turned into a. Let me play your game better. Let me. Let me try to be realistic about that I thought that that's what all men were after that. I thought it would all lead to disappointment. You're always waiting for the shoe to drop. You can't trust them as far as you can see them and it was super super toxic. It really did a number on me and obviously I'm super super grateful for it now. And I will say out of all of the men I dated, if there was any one of them that I could punch in the face, it still would be him. Totes, my goats. And I think that's why God must have given him such a big penis because that was really all he was going to have at the end of the day. So hmm, maybe, maybe not. We wish everyone love, love and peace, love and peace and your motherfucking karma. I want my karma. I'm not, I, I do. Because I believe it's what you reap is what you sow. And I am intentional with those seeds lately. I have such, such, such a good fuckboy story for you guys that I was going to spill on. But I can't, I can't spill it until... I'm in Mexico with my guest of honor because she's gonna have to share this story. She's gonna have lots of stories to tell you. They're interesting, they're relatable, and she's fucking funny. So, and then us together, I mean, all I know is it's gonna be good and it's gonna be the start of the kickoff of having regular guests. Once a month, I will have A guest on here, so that there is more than one voice. You're welcome. It's so funny though that I can talk an hour to my or I can talk longer that I can talk to myself this long and and truly entertain myself. So if we're not at least I'm I'm helping me, and that is the damn truth. No, but ladies, ladies, if you're in a relationship and you're being gaslit all the fucking time and being told you're crazy when you have evidence and questioning your reality. And the only reason you're with them is because of how they make you feel in that moment. And then every way they treat you behind your back is completely contradicting to that. Leave them. Fucking leave them. I promise you there are better days. There are better days. And I hope no one's going through that. And I hope if you're like, well, I'm married and I have 17 kids with them, then you can just send me your story on the horny housewife underscore on Instagram and I'll tell everyone about it and we can collectively give you advice. So if you ever have questions, all stories, DMs, questions, ideas, topics will stay anonymous unless you specifically are like, please say that I like my asshole eaten and I want you to say my name and then I will, I will. But that first relationship, man, that was the one who sent me into, like, I became a law and order true crime detective, basically. Uh, I now know how to hack computers, basically. I now, I, I mean, I can do more things that I think I know I can say on here. So thank you, Shmevin. Thank you, Shmevin, for making me a great critical thinker. Thank you for showing me the definition of what a true fuckboy is so that I can help other women steer clear. Dodging bullets, baby. Pew, pew, pew. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. I hope everyone has a great week here on forward. And I hope you have lots and lots of orgasms. By the way, if anyone has a snooping question, please submit it. Bye.